What's good, podcast populace, and welcome to another episode of the selective collective known as the Brain Trust Countdown, where three best friends count down their top picks on seemingly irrelevant categories, and more importantly, disagree for your overall enjoyment. As always, I'm your man, Alan, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. To my digital left, you left you have the myth known as AP. AP, say what's up to the people listening today. What's going on, everybody? Everybody. Mm. And then the guy to my digital right is the legend and a guy that pours milk first, then cereal. He goes by the name of Anthony. Anthony, say hi to the folks listening. No, no, no. I am not a sociopath. Don't put me in that box. I would never do that. Mom, if you're listening, I would never do that. What a terrible way to do it. <laughs> Horrifying. Horrifying. Gentlemen, how are we feeling today? I mean, we, you know what? We're feeling okay, but like we gotta, we uh, we gotta, we gotta touch on it. Our the Black Panther is yeah. passed. Mm-hmm. He passed um, uh, last night or yesterday, and it's it, he was an icon and gave representation in the superhero world to those who didn't have it. So, you know, like I mean, not even just that. He just played Jackie Robinson, right? So yeah, he did a lot of good stuff, and you know, rest in power, man. I hope. You know, I hope his family does well. Yeah, I'm 100 on that page. He um, just to understand, like the he willingly went into that role and was able to bring to light. I think I was saying this to Alan, a character that people didn't know they loved until he exemplified like the best qualities of that character. Until he brought that character to life, people didn't know that Black Panther was their favorite superhero. So he really like brought off the page that character uh, and just did it so did it so exquisitely I, I'm like in awe that we've lost him and I'm, I'm devastated by it but like think about the, the, the burden he chose to shoulder by becoming that character and embodying that character all the while knowing that he was fighting this battle in, uh, uh, in private yeah it's incredible really to know that he made three of these movies after being diagnosed with stage three colon cancer crazy it's crazy absolutely crazy but uh shout out to the man rest in paradise chadwick boseman if i yep. uh, somehow anybody in his circle is listening to this know that we support him and uh we will be missing him dearly Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Well, but i mean with that we're here to bring you some laughs and some 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 interesting things, some interesting content. So <laughs> let's hop on to it. This week, for you guys, the topic's been chosen by me because I am the best topic chooser. It's my <laughs> turn to do it. Categorically false. So <laughs> today from you two, I want to know what your top three guilty pleasure movies or movie series are, right? So not necessarily ones that everybody thinks are bad, but maybe ones that you're a little bit embarrassed to tell people about. That's what I want to know after the break. Well, I suppose we should begin. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Brain Trust Countdown. Three, two, one. Here we go. All right, guys, we're back in this. As I said before, here's what I want to know from you. I want to know what your top three guilty pleasure movies are. Now, there's a lot of movies out there. And we know that I've seen, honestly, a small percentage of them. I don't watch movies that much. Maybe six. That, maybe, maybe, six. I, maybe never. I don't watch movies. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> what I want to know is what you watch that people might be a little bit weary to hear of, or you might be a little bit weary to tell them. And we want to back these up with some facts. I want to know what the world thought about them too. So we got some ratings for you as well. Alan, I'm going to throw to you first, man. What's your number three looking like? All right. Before we start off, I want to say outright how much fun I had researching this topic. Fantastic. It was a lot of fun realizing that you could go through all these really incredible movies and see how much the rest of the world hated them. So that, to me, is a lot of fun. Um, Same. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is, is what constitutes a guilty pleasure? Like, what of the rest of us there you go. Uh, likes this movie? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... and like that's my real that's question. okay like, case, if you yeah. if you have a guilty pleasure movie that one of us likes no problem like we can we're allowed okay. to like it as well but if just on a general scale you wouldn't just share it with the world normally but like yeah like i really love the little mermaid too and people are like what why you know like <laughs> i got a buddy who thinks ghostbusters 2 is the best movie is the best movie out of the series come on uh, two two <laughs> Right, that's so that's, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Also, shout out to the all-female girl cast of uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, that for real. That was actually a mm-hmm. very entertaining movie. Yeah, the internet did them it. dirty. Internet wow. did them dirty. Yeah. Didn't the yeah. internet went nuts because oh, they're women. What? Calm down. Calm down, dude in his basement. Like, chill. Like, it's not. That but there were like there were, there were like some SNL all stars in that cast. Correct me if I'm wrong. And like, exactly, yeah. they brought the heat. They yeah. brought the heat, man. So it was it's not as bad as people were saying it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's essentially a SNL spinoff movie, but with, uh, the, but with the Ghostbusters universe. And it was great, but I digress. Mm-hmm. My number three is something that uh, Anthony is going to hate very much. Oh, my God. Is without a doubt Pacific Rim. Oh, you know what? No, this actually vindicates me a little bit because I always knew you knew it was a bad movie, but you played it like it wasn't. Let's start with that. Sorry, go ahead. Can I speak first? Can I speak first? Yes, yes. Tell us why this stupid-ass movie belongs on this list. (laughs) This movie is fantastic, okay? Understand this, that this is a pure enjoyment movie. As a child of the late 80s and 90s, nothing gets you more excited than a giant robot fighting an even bigger monster. Go back to the world of Gundams, Macross, um, Transformers, Power Rangers. Everything has a giant robot and it's fighting a monster. How, how could you hate this movie? Like, it, yes, it's a little sluggish at some points, but it has Idris Elba in a giant, like, world-destroying <laughs> robot. Wait, Idris and, was in that? I had no idea. Idris Elba. Oh, I dude, watched it was. in theaters and didn't know. Oh, oh he knew. I think I he made a mistake. Worse <laughs> for him now. <laughs> now that I know he this was in that. movie is fantastic. Um, on top of that, uh, IMDb gave it a 6.9 out of 10, which is not great. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 72%, which <laughs> okay. is also not stellar. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's, it's, that's it's unbelievable. Not it's, that's not a bad rating. 72, okay. This okay, movie also made, it, it made about um, like 200 million, give or take, somewhere in, in the U.S. But How much did it cost to make? In, That's my question. In Japan, in Japan, this movie made like six hundred and fifty million dollars. Like in I Japan feel, and the overseas, 
Wow. But that's the, the market for water. it, though. I feel, like, yeah, I feel like that. And also there was a scene with like a Japanese character specifically, I think, like mm-hmm. built to like build hype around around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that was part of it. too. Wow. In any case, it was fantastic. Pacific well, I mean, Rim is my number three guilty pleasure movie. Come at me. I'm prepared for it all. I have an opinion and a fact. Fact first, the triplets I was in a Billy Talent music video with. In that Billy Talent <laughs> music video, they cut all of my scenes except for one where I was holding a quail egg. So <laughs> if you ever get out there and check Devil on My Shoulders, see that hand holding quail egg, it's your boy. Anyways, as far as my opinion goes. I wish you'd stop reminding me about that goddamn I won't <laughs> stop telling everyone about it. Billy Talent is great. Um, but as far Such as the opinion. plug. Every time. Every plug, time. Plug, 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 plug. The movie wasn't a bad movie. Honestly, like, I didn't. I have this. I've always had this thing with movies about space and movies about giant robots. I just don't care. Like I have, oh, I just detach from on. it. it. I don't enjoy them. It does. Mm-hmm. I, maybe it's because I'm not a giant robot or I don't live in space, so I just don't find it relatable. That's been my entire life. So I did go to the theaters to watch Pacific Rim. I watched the whole thing. I didn't walk out. It was okay, but when it got to, when it was just, like the story was all right, but when it got to just a bunch of robots fighting, my mind turned off. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it, <laughs> couldn't do it. You shouldn't tell too many people you've done Pacific Rim. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah. this movie. Okay, so my thoughts on Pacific Rim are very straightforward. I thought the acting was whatever. I thought the story was complete and total garbage. And if I'm being honest, as far as big monster movies go, it was, succeeded like the very next year by the Brian Cranston Godzilla movie, which is arguably one of the best monster movies ever made. So if you just compare those two movies, you can see everything that's wrong with Pacific Rim. Also, it's annoying. Isn't also, that Godzilla the one where Godzilla only showed up like two thirds of the way through the movie? Correct. And then he looked like an idiot? Story building. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Do you remember, that movie you was that, also trash. Do you remember that team of like, um, that team of like elite warriors that jumped from the plane and it, they were just Ridiculous. trying to like dive? That, that was sick. That whole scene fantastic. Was sick. Yeah, that they whole had the movie was fantastic. Yep. Yep. On, their, on their legs and they just had this crazy visual. Oh, I love me a giant monster movie. I'm saying I know up. you did. I, I, you I did. love that shit. I definitely hope this is the only entry about giant monsters and robots that we have. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's no. Oh, not. No. <laughs> I love the whole Godzilla monarch company, like, universe direction that they're going in. Kong yep. versus Godzilla is going to, Alan, I will, I will see that movie day one with you. Yep. Midnight Sun, baby. Down. I, I, I couldn't care less about a movie. Kong <laughs> versus Godzilla? Who cares, man? Perfect. Because it simplifies, it simplifies the cosplay for us. There's only two of them. So <laughs> they're not coming. No, what AP could be the building. AP could be the building. I won't be when, the building. And then when you're, I would Thomas, never when fit you're the scene. gorilla, you can be on AP's shoulders. And, and you can <laughs> We're going to make Blog TO for sure. <laughs> but I think Alan has to be the... the it has to be Kong because if you're Kong, I can see that being problematic and I don't want to get canceled first time True. out. Don't want to True. get canceled first year. Right? <laughs> Idiot decides to do this thing. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, well, now we know that we have one monster movie on the boards. How about you, Thomas? What do you got okay. for your number three guilty pleasure movie? I'm going to say something that makes me really sad and I just want to get it out of the way.
away. And I hope we, we have a chance to get to some honorable mentions because at that point, I think this will make the cut. I strongly suspected I would have one of those like big disaster porn movies in my top three and none of them made the cut. Which Not even so Sharknado? Nah. <laughs> Not even Sharknado. Sharknado is hard to classify as like a disaster movie though because yes, there's the weather element, but also sharks, which <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Leads us into my number three, and my number three movie on this list is Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, I, 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 I was hoping it was Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> That's right, gentlemen. 1999 brought us Deep Blue Sea, where we got to see the acting chops of LL Cool J, oh. um, <laughs> Thomas Jane, of Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. I have this really weird like memory of this movie being on TV every like holiday season where we were doing big family gatherings. And it was a movie that like the whole extended family would agree, just put on the background. Everyone's fine with like watching it, tuning in and tuning out of it. And so every year, I've probably seen this movie like nine times. And for whatever reason, I love it. It's garbage. The story makes no sense. It's been, on, um, it's been on How Did This Get Made? And it was a fantastic episode of How Did This Get Made? Uh, shout out that whole team. Manzukas, we're still inviting you to join us. Oh, and every day. <laughs> every day. Every day we want Manzukas on the show. And I don't know what it is, but I can't not watch this movie if I'm presented with the option to do it. And it made $165 million worldwide. I think it was on a budget of like 80 to $90 million. And it sits at a current 60% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which should tell you most of what you need to know. It has what I consider one of the best on-screen deaths of all time. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I'm sorry, but you've had 21 years to watch this. Um, Samuel L. Jackson getting yep. eaten, bitten in half by a shark. And it's considered by some, AKA as far as I could find one writer who works for Rat Wired, the second best shark movie ever made <laughs> Second only to obviously Jaws. So <laughs> come at me, Deep Blue Sea. What are your thoughts? I mean, the movie's trash, but it's super entertaining. Like I <laughs> like there's what yeah, there's nothing else really to say about that movie. I've never watched it sitting down and watching a, a whole sitting. It's always been dipping in and dipping out. But over the years, I know I've seen the entire thing. But I <laughs> could sure. not put the plot together for you at all because that's how disjointed it's been. The movie itself is absolute basura. Like, let's just, yeah. The, the movie itself, yeah. The, the movie itself is not good. The acting is atrocious. The storyline's ridiculous. Like, I will say this, though, that casting LL Cool J as the actual hero with a, um, with a uh, Pulp Fiction-esque monologue is fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. I like it. It's such a great like homage to terrible um, purpose, like cinema. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. I, I'm that being said, I own it on DVD and I bought it. <laughs> I currently own a copy. Shout out the bird, by the way. Yeah. I don't know anything yeah. about the bird other than that it was a big part of the, my enjoyment of the movie and my enjoyment of birds. So there Do you people go. buy DVDs anymore though? Is that a thing or is everything like digital? No, this is when I worked back at a uh, at a music and HMV store. You know, like, uh, yes. like yeah, like back when mo- when owning movies was cool. Yeah, it was cool then. It was cool yeah. then. Yeah, Not those are the now. days that are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are the days now that are over. 
I will help you find a, like a 20th anniversary copy, Alan, and we can update your collection. No problem. Yeah. I'll jump well, on that for you. This year, I was actually planning on getting you a cameo from Thomas Jane, so. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. Give me a cameo from LL Cool J. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> if you're out here giving out cameos. That's true. Wow. Well, that's a, I think that's a good number three. I think that's all right. I don't, I don't have much hate for it, but I'm going to move on to my number three, which I have even yeah. less hate for. People might say <laughs> I have a love for it. Segway, segue, segue. Um, my number three, you got to go all the way back to 2012, you know, eight years ago when the world wasn't eating itself from the inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, my number three for that, it's got to be Pitch Perfect. It's got to be the whole Pitch Perfect series. Now, Pitch it's not to perfect. say that the movies themselves were bad because it had a $17 million budget, grossed $115 million. People mm-hmm. love the heck out of this movie. It has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score yes. 83. So it's like people, people love this movie, so I completely get it. I think what makes it a guilty pleasure for me is that it's a musical. And I have this thing against musical movies just in general. Whenever anything goes into, like they break into song, I'm disinterested. Like (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer, once more with feeling, or was it twice more with feeling? That's my mind. It was once more with feeling, and it was one of the best episodes of television in history. I want to keep, I've been trying to watch it. I love that series. I've been trying to watch that episode for over 10 years. Cannot do it. I can't get through it. There's just wow. something about breaking into song. And for those of you who don't know, I was a theater major, right? I did musical <laughs> theater. It was something Which I- It's inexplicable. It makes no sense, but I cannot bring myself to watch any TV show or watch any movie where they just break out into song unless it's a musical, and then I'll just avoid it altogether. That's so bizarre to me because you're such a music guy in general. I am. Yeah. I am. It, it just seems hokey. Yeah. That you're, you have such aversion to everything musical related, especially considering that Hamilton is probably one of the most cultural like Fair. phenomenons in the past five years. Significant piece of art, yeah. Which is absolutely brilliant, by the way. And if mm-hmm. you haven't get a chance to see Hamilton, it is probably one of the things that I most recommend about the year of 2020. Um, Hamilton is life changing. <laughs> yeah. One that's, thing that's good about 2020, it's Hamilton, and there is exactly one Plus. thing that's good about 2020. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cheers to that. What do you think, um, Thomas? What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, Pitch Perfect. I have. I actually really enjoyed Pitch Perfect. I'm okay, but where I will disagree with this, or where I will find my fault with this choice, is I'm not a big Anna Kendrick guy. I'm. There's something about Anna Kendrick. I do not find her to be like that, like, like effable, like enjoyable, you know, every woman that everybody else seems to think about her. She's basically like J-Law light. And I'm not, I'm not interested. <laughs> wow. I don't, wow. I've seen, I've seen um, a few Anna Kendrick flicks. I think she was good in, what was that movie um, where she's a wedding guest and it's like, Oh, the wedding guest. Shunned. No, it was like Tate Tate one or something. Don't don't do that to me. Don't do that to me out there. Which I I was like, okay, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed her in this movie. But everything else, I'm just like, eh, whatever about. Um, I thought Rebel Wilson was great. And I do love singing. 
I do really enjoy lots of singing. So I don't hate the movies for the same reasons as you do. That being said, I find it hard to classify this as a guilty pleasure. Maybe it's your guilty pleasure. It's my your guilty specific, pleasure. Your specific weird hatred, but it's not a general populist guilty pleasure. Yeah, for sure. Look at the ratings. People love it, but I feel weird about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you're not getting tomatoed for saying, hey, I love Pitch Perfect. Yeah, because like, I we love, all do. If I'm like, no, change it to Deep Blue Sea, it, that'll be a problem. That'll be a problem. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, let's, uh, let's move on to the number twos. Alan, what do you got, sure. man? Uh, my number two is going to be a, uh, a pick straight out of left field. Um, I pride myself in uh, picking a lot of, like, you know, alpha male guy-guy movies. So uh, I love, I, the I love an action flick. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, what a weird um, thing to say. I know it's a weird way to phrase an action movie. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here to <laughs> guy guy. <laughs> I'm here to see that guy guy movie. Two for guy guy, please. Nope. So, okay. <laughs> um, uh, my number two pick is going to be Serendipity. Huh. I love Ooh. Serendipity. I know. I know. This is a movie that I'm very. Uh, I, this is the definition of a guilty pleasure. I often skip over the fact of how much I like this movie. For those of you who don't know, Serendipity is a romantic comedy featuring John Cusack and a very young Kate Beckinsale. Uh, that's, uh, and uh, a scene-stealing performance by one Jeremy Piven. So Jeremy Piven, if somehow you're listening to this, you're always welcome on the show as well. Um, <laughs> you're a big Jeremy Piven fan. I do know this. Jeremy I'd love, love some Piven on this podcast. Yeah, That'd be great. Yeah, I'm saying... Uh, in any case, uh, it is a fantastic movie. Um, so my memory of this movie is watching it in France uh, in like during one Christmas, and there was nothing else uh, English on TV except for Serendipity. <laughs> so I watched it from start to finish, and I was like, this movie is fantastic. <laughs> I, I started looking up the actors, and I was like, maybe yep. I'll watch Say Anything. And then uh, shortly thereafter, uh, Underworld started to come up. It's like, this is great. Like, now she's an action star, too. And, and, and then I just ended up realizing that I just liked her in Serendipity. So I watched Serendipity again. Fair and enough. Then I, and then I kept looking up uh, options for Serendipity 2, Serendipitous. Uh, it never came out. Well, I'm, it's unfortunate that there was never a sequel for you to enjoy. Um, Serendipity, <laughs> it's not a movie I've, I've actually seen. I've, seen, I've watched Say Anything, love that. But I think the only reason I haven't seen it is Cusack. There's something about... Oh, right? It seems like he's always trying to charm you. And I don't like to always be charmed. Like it's just, it's always, <laughs> He's trying so hard the way he looks, the things he says. Like He has this squinty eye thing that he does always, and they make sure they catch the light I was like, I just, I'm always uncomfortable when I watch Cusack. I will, I will not do it. That's how I feel. Not a big Cusack. Yeah, I'm, he's my least favorite Cusack. My question, Alan, <laughs> my question, Alan, is how do you think it fares on like the, the romance movie scale? Because is it a rom-com or is it just a rom? I've never seen it. Uh, there are some funny parts to it brought to you by Jeremy Piven, but I feel like it's mostly a, ro a romance movie. It's about, like, you know, uh, fate uh, bringing two people together, and they were always right. supposed to meet. And right. there's this really cute uh, scene with a, a note in a book that's kind of adorable. Overall, I love it. I absolutely love it. The, the world didn't like it. I mean, it got a 50% <laughs> on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The world kind of sucked. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> the world thought it was over it. It's like, oh, we're too good for this. But mm-hmm. straight up, enjoyable movie. Do I think it holds up in the current state, uh, state of the union? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I do. Oh, okay. I think it reminds you. I think it reminds you of like a simpler time. Like I think hmm. that nowadays everything is so easy with social media, and if you want to find out some something about a like somebody, you just Google it. Like you could find somebody relatively easily in this day and age. But yeah, the stock is paradise. Yeah, exactly. Back then, if <laughs> you is. like, there was no chance. There was a very low chance that uh, you would make eye contact with somebody or connect with somebody over a moment and then run into them again somewhere down the line. But not the case. Boom, there it was. I like it. Right. I like okay, your reasoning. With that. Okay. With that. It's well, still I, a trash I, movie, though, so. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Heartfelt pick. <laughs> but you know what? Okay, well, in that vein, let's see what you got. What do you got for your number two? If your movies Ooh. are so great. My number two is a guy-guy movie. And this is a movie that <laughs> many people feel. We're not going to uh, make that a thing. It's actually a series, AP, so I'm so glad at the beginning of this you said movie or movie series. Yes, yes. I give all my points to the Has Fallen series as my number two. Olympus has fallen, London has fallen. Word? uh, Angel has fallen. These movies were made for me, and I don't know what it is I love about them. Let's go with Olympus has fallen just for the ratings and the money. They made 170 mil. Uh, 49% Rotten Tomato score currently sitting at 49%. And I get it. The movie kicks off with a really bizarre death scene that, that kind of puts Aaron Eckhart and Gerard Butler at odds. And Gerard Butler plays this slowly aging, increasingly decrepit killing machine. But man, when you put him up against the Koreans, and then you put him up against other terrorists, and then you just see him in his, his close-quarter combat, one-on-one, or one-on-many killing machine glory, you can't help but smile when you watch this movie. Now, you both know I'm a big, you know, the Raid series fan. I love, yeah. I love well-choreographed fight scenes. For a big bruiser who's, like, kind of on the edge of death already, they somehow make these scenes worth watching for me. And I absolutely love them. All three of them, even though they got worse as time went on. London is all was a complete piece of shit. I absolutely... <laughs> I still watch them to this day. I still put them on as my, my go-to background movies. So come for the Olympus, London, or whatever. Whichever one from the series you want to pick, come for them. But they're my number two. I mean, I feel like it's not a terrible, it's not a terrible call because yes, do you feel guilty for telling people you watch them? You at least should. The (laughs) world world clearly does not like them. I understand that as well. But I, I guess, I guess I can get the ridiculous action because I'm a fan of 24. I'm a big mm. fan of 24. I will always be. And it's the same sort of thing. Hokey one-liners, explosions, <laughs> unwinnable situations. Jack, we need yeah. you here right now. He's like, I can't. I'm across the country. Wait. And somehow he manages to get there in an hour. To get there in the same day. Can I tell you something fun about this movie that was, sure. that was shared in the special features? It's mentioned that the original attack on the White House, the big one, like the scene that like everyone's like freaking out in their seats if they saw this in theaters was planned by former secret service agents who were asked how they would attack the white house if they had to so wow. it, has, it has that like cool air of like oh somebody that would like have to be in this situation designed this absurd up. attack yeah 
That's a and lot of so- manpower and a lot of people to pay for a movie that no one liked. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of guy guy action, you know? <laughs> a lot of guy guy action. Too much. Uh, so here's my thing. Uh, I don't like Gerard Butler. I don't think he's a very talented <laughs> actor at all. For me, there's two movies that he's really good in, and that is 300, 300. obviously, and it's How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, and if gosh. it's not those two movies, Gerard <laughs> Butler, he's not great at anything he does. Have you seen Wait, you're telling me, you tell me you didn't see The Ugly Truth and didn't love that? <laughs> Have you seen Gods of Egypt? Have you seen uh, no. Geostorm? These no. movies Gods are Egypt. atrocious. Atrocious. Atrocious films. <laughs> Chatter Yo, Bozeman. crazy. Chatter Gods of Egypt was terrible. Um, can you can you explain to me though how you could have watched any of these three movies and not enjoyed it? Tell me you watched this movie and you didn't enjoy it. I, I the Rock wasn't it. in it. The Rock wasn't in it. <laughs> if the Rock was them. in it, I would have loved him. I've seen them. I like them. To be fair, though, I uh, like there are just better versions of more or less the same movie out there. You know what I mean? Like. If you give me an option to watch any of the Has Fallen series of movies and you give me the John Wick series of movies, I'm watching John Wick all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, but you pick something amazing. Like, it's yeah, that's not a fair like, fight. Pick something that's equally... Yeah, Olympus Has Fallen or White House Down. Go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Jamie Foxx, Channing Tatum all the day. I love how they released those at the exact same time. Let's just see. (laughs) Both of these movies are trash. Let's just see which one's more trash. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out it was a tie. Listen, you had Jamie Foxx as the president with a rocket launcher. How could you really be upset about that movie? Like, the last scene in that movie is Jamie Foxx as the president shooting a rocket launcher out of the top of a limo. It makes that alone take my money. (laughs) It made no sense. It's ridiculous fun. I mean, good on you for loving the Has Fallen series. I I will never watch a whole one. I don't don't, don't see myself doing that. My next birthday party is Has Fallen themed, so. I'm not. You're going to end up watching nine hours of it. So. Stay to hell home for sure. Oh, I wonder if they're making another one. Well, AP, tell us your, tell us your number two while oh, I do yes. some quick research. So my number two, as well as my number one, are both series. Series, uh, series is? Yeah, series is. Um, I, I believe the, the plural is series side. Series I, Sirai. <laughs> now, this one was, this one was close because it was a little bit of a tie between one and the other, but... They're both kind of gritty, kind of dark, a little bit horror-esque. Um, and actually, that's the rest of my list, to be perfectly honest. But my, <laughs> so my number two is the Purge series. I absolutely oh. love the Purge series. I love everything Dude. about it. There is something about the way that story is crafted. It's just there. It's, it has so many parallels to our world. And just the thought of what would happen if one day all crime was legal, like one night of the year, all crime was legal to be able to mitigate the crime that happens the rest of the year and just letting it play out. I just <laughs> love the what if. I love the what if scenarios. And I get it. The movies aren't for everyone. It's not something that everybody would dig. But I just love that what if syndrome. I love what happens and I love the way they build the different stories that always end up intersecting at the end. That is my number two. And I'm like, I say guilty pleasure, but I'll tell anybody about that one. Now, as far (laughs) as ratings go, this is where we get into the lower side of my picks. (laughs) It's currently sitting at a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) 
Which one? The first one? The first one. <laughs> the first oh. one sitting at 39%. 36, and it only gets worse. 36% audience score. People did not dig this movie. <laughs> I will watch it any day of the week, including the TV series that they released, which just explores it from different angles. I love everything about it. Come for me. Love it. <laughs> okay, so here's my thing on The Purge. Um, I've always meant to watch it. Never saw one of them. Which is a, a shock to most Bro, people. Dude, Dude, really? No, I know I've never seen them, but I, I definitely want to watch it, and I'm looking them up right now. If this yeah, you love Netflix. Crossbones. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love Frank Grillo. I love me some Frank Grillo. He's a real guy, guy. You know what I mean? Guy, guy. <laughs> we're we're um, like designing T-shirts as we speak. <laughs> uh, so the purge. Uh, always intrigued me. I never got the chance to actually sit down and watch it. My question to you, AP, yes. is hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. are you out there or are you uh, bunkered down? Oh, and we both know the favorite answer. Question. My favorite question. <laughs> I am locking down my house. <laughs> locking, here's what wow. I'm, I'm locking down my house as heavily as I could that I'm sitting on the roof with a crossbow <laughs> and we'll see what happens. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. what then, if there's a purge that's but, how we're doing it see but here's my thing though is if you're out there on the roof you're still you're still an open target for sure absolutely right? absolutely i'm not so saying you, i'm not but like yeah. you you i think maybe the first couple of purges i would stay inside but eventually <laughs> you get curious right like i don't think you of ever course, get yep. you're like i wonder what it's like if i go out like you don't want to go out on the streets because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to leave your back open or anything, right? But mm-hmm. if you lock down, go on your roof, at least you can kind of see what's going on around you. You know, coordinate with some of the, the neighbors to make sure they got your back. Although you never know. They might be crazy. You don't you know, know. exactly. For, for a chance, you know? So that's what I would do. How about you guys? I, Did you guys go out? So just one thing on your point that I'm, yeah. would you protect the home front or the business for Den 3 sick? Like, what's the plan? Oh, good call. Um, prob- uh, uh, probably, would, once, man. I would probably have to protect the home. Maybe yeah, I would that. lock the home down, then come to the shop with the crossbow. Hmm. Really? Because the back is locked down pretty nicely, but I got a giant window in the front. So, that, <laughs> so I'll probably have to defend that. I'm thinking yeah. I'll have to defend that. You're the only place people can pick up an N64 that works. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better Bird, believe Bird. the shop we gotta is getting be- We need to play Goldeneye. <laughs> the like, irony. People have broken in and they're just gaming. And it's like, I can't, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't be upset at this so much. <laughs> Don't you touch the bubble tea machine. Um, what am I doing? Yeah, I'm doing? probably getting as close as possible to some... Um, bank machine and like that's going to be everybody's move right breaking into yeah. ATMs but then you got to think like society knows this is the night of the purge so they're going to empty the ATMs they're not going to have like make it easy access for criminals so if this is the first purge which was by far the best movie in the series by the way I agree with that. Back, by far it was the best one I agree with if that. it's the first purge, then yeah, I'll probably, nobody really knows how to prepare for this. I'll probably get myself in line to like get access to something nice. Maybe I'll hang out outside of a dealership 
you know, I'm not going to do any murdering, but I'm definitely going to steal. <laughs> I'm definitely going to steal. I don't know about kill, but I'm going to steal. I'm going to leave my dog at home, lock up pretty tight, and then go get myself a Lambo. That's the yeah. <laughs> Anthony, where'd you get this Lambo? Uh, you know, the 2017 Purge. Yeah, yeah. Purge. Uh, With my big scarf flip over my shoulder. Oh, you know, I'd just be purging. <laughs> what about you, Alan? What are you doing in the case of a purge? Uh, I'm probably I think I'd like to say that I'm out there and then I'm I'm bettering myself through uh, through methods that are, might be not be legal. But truthfully, I'm probably hunkered down. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't do anything about that. Like I, I'm staying in one place, protecting the family, uh, pitchforks, knives, anything against one door, and then I am just. Making, I'm waiting it out, just writing out the clock, you know? Yep. That's Canadian Tire just gets sold out of pitchforks. They're just like, <laughs> what? I don't know why so many people are buying pitchforks. We, we have better things here. Honestly, there's also, there's also a really great opportunity there to protect your house home alone style in this kind of like scenario. That's true. That's true. And think true. about you know that. what I mean? Kevin McAllister yeah. would have been charged if it was any night other than the purge. Yo, Macaulay Culkin's 40 now, eh? <laughs> I saw the tweet. I saw the yeah. tweet. What a monster making, trying to make us all feel bad. Want to feel old? I'm 40. You're welcome. Come on, Macaulay. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, really? Partially, I get it, though, because everyone watches a movie when he was, like, eight every year. So he's like, yeah. hey, like, stop treating me like a child. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. This movie was 30 Look at my beard. Ago. Leave me alone. <laughs> Everybody keeps throwing aftershave and cheese pizza at him. <laughs> it's like, I don't enjoy this. <laughs> but yeah, okay. so, so that's good, man. I think it's time. I think it's time for our big ones. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Alan? What do you got for your top one? My number one guilty pleasure. I can't even classify this as a guilty pleasure because it's just my favorite movie of all time. I love this movie so much. I've watched it maybe hundreds of dozens of times. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is without a doubt the ultimate guy movie, Top Gun. Mm. Top Gun <laughs> is fantastic. It, it is Tom Cruise at its absolute peak. It is the best version of Cruise ever. And if we ever did a future episode with what's our top favorite or our top three Tom Cruise movies, spoiler alert, Top Gun would be number one there too. Well, like, better, now we can't do it. No, no we're, we're going to do it. You just better have better fun facts for it when we do it. We're still doing it. Uh, Top Gun is the best movie of all time. It also has the uh, world's most homoerotic volleyball scene that I That's cannot true. help but love. It's a fantastic scene. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic scene. Love it is everything a, about it. Yeah. <laughs> they're playing in jeans. Mm-hmm. Like, no one, plays volley- no one plays beach volleyball in jeans. Unless, man, no unless they're manly men, duh. <laughs> unless they're guy guys, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Unless they're guy guys, bro. <laughs> That's the guy only guys time. Like and jeans. The only time. <laughs> Top Gun is the best movie of all time. My ultimate guy, uh, guilty pleasure movie. Uh, and it's so bad it's good, but it's so good that it's great. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that was a thinker. I like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't hate this pick. I got to admit, I've never seen the whole movie. I've just seen clips. I've just well. seen clips. But 
I'm not I'm not opposed to watching it. It's yep. just sometimes the the time, the way that these things age, and then from having crazy graphical advancements to watching Top Gun, it's it's sometimes hard to make that jump. But I will make the effort to do it. I know it's cheese. I know it's cheese, but why not? Who doesn't like some cheese on their pizza? You know what I mean? <laughs> For real. So whatever that means. <laughs> so at some point in the very near future. What we have to do is we have to sit down as a trio, watch yeah. Olympus Has Fallen first, followed by oh. the Top Gun, followed by The Purge. Right I'm in! Next. I'm See? in now. <laughs> I wasn't in before, but you said The Purge, so I'm in. <laughs> I, like, I like that plan because I'm pretty sure you've both seen my number one, so I want movies that nobody's seen, but I'm definitely down for this guilty pleasure movie marathon and then we can come back and report on our findings <laughs> I, love it. I like it we do we do we do a callback we do a revisit episode to see how the rest of us feel about the guilty pleasure movie. where are they now episode yeah <laughs> we'll watch pleasures. three guilty pleasures movies while eating cereal oh it'll be great <laughs> might as well we yeah, might, might as well together. Together. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on Top Gun, I've never seen Top Gun. I'm in the same boat as AP. I That's know how much you love it. It's part of the reason I won't see it. And I feel, <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like I'm a pretty big Tom Cruise fan, which he's also not, you know, like he's, his movies are never great. But like, ask me if I'll see the next Mission Impossible movie and the next one after that. The answer is yes. Okay. Yeah, legit, so they've been I'm, pretty good. Yeah. It's been great. It's been they've steadily been getting better, which is yeah. so bizarre. But I agree with that. for whatever reason, while I love Tom Cruise in that specific like actiony way, I just haven't ever had felt the need uh, for speed uh, or the need for Top Gun in general. So there. the need for speed is a line from Top Gun, you ass. How's that possible? How's that possible that I know that line, Alan? How? <laughs> I don't feel it. I don't feel the need. Um, I do know that a sequel is, is in the pipeline in the very, very near future, or you know, prior to these times was in the very near future. And I did commit to seeing the OG before seeing the sequel. So that is the only reason I will see it. Up until that point, up until I have no choice, I will not be watching this piece of garbage. <laughs> Harsh. But I respect it. I respect it. Right? So what is so what is your number one look like, man? We got to move on. What are you doing? Gentlemen, there are a few different reasons why you are both going to agree that my guilty pleasure movie is absolutely the best one of the, of the day, the best pick of the day. AP, it ties very closely to a world that you are very much familiar with. You're Narnia? In it. You're, right. <laughs> You're not familiar with Narnia. You went into the closet. You were stuck in a closet for four hours. Stop That's telling people you went to Narnia. That's true. <laughs> um, all he kept doing was singing that R. Kelly song anyway, which was weird. <laughs> well, what else do you try trapped in a closet? It's true. It's true. You, the course has been charted for us. We're just following in the footsteps. Um, so AP, you love video games. Alan, you love things with forearms. So <laughs> it makes perfect sense to me that you would both appreciate my number one, 1995's Mortal Kombat. There it is. <laughs> Fantastic soundtrack, stupid but fantastic action scenes. Yup. Pretty sure it destroyed the career of every actor that came here. <laughs> because I can, I can probably name a handful of movies that each one of the main characters was in after this. It sits at an ex a current 47% Rotten Tomatoes score, so by far the worst score of all the movies on my list. But I can't help but watch it. 
I mm-hmm. love it. I love the games. I was way into Mortal Kombat 2 before this movie came out, and like it only just continued my love of the lore. Shang Tsung, to this day, is one of the best movie villains for me. I, I would have to disagree with you. One of the best movie villains in that one had to be Kano. I <laughs> Come on, baby. Oh, <laughs> man. Breaks his we, neck. My brother and I still act out the way Kano eats chicken to this day. <laughs> Just so barbaric. It's man, so good. That, that movie is fantastic. I, I'm not even going to really come oh. back to you on this one like because this movie is so good. Um, like it's one of those movies that you can everybody can recite one line. Your brother's soul is mine. <laughs> you will be next. You are next. Yes. My God. Or five hundred dollar glasses, asshole. <laughs> See? Punches Goro in the balls. It's great. He, what a great was, movie. That was a very calculated risk, assuming Goro had balls. I know. <laughs> what if he did? It would have been dead. If he didn't, he would have clobbered you with four arms, and that would have been the last thing you ever saw. <laughs> would have been eye level with Goro's penis. You really were hedging your bets on that one, movie star. I have to say, I do enjoy that they managed to fit in, like, fit in fatalities and, like, signature moves and stuff. Like, good for them. That was one thing the Street Fighter movie couldn't do. Mm -hmm. We got one Hadouken, and it looked like trash. (laughs) Mortal Kombat did that right, you know? Right. Jeez. Uh, Wow. That was a good pick. Mortal Kombat. Maybe one of the best video game movies ever made, AP. I would love for you to push back on it, but best movies ever made. And are we, are, well, when you coming. say when you Go say ahead. best, do you mean movies that are good or so bad that they're good? Both. <laughs> so, I, what, yeah. Video game adaptations are generally trash, right? Trash. The only one that I can even say like I thought was good was Resident Evil. Like that was mm. it. Like the very first one, and it had mm. really nothing to do with the story of Resident Evil, but it was at least watchable. It was entertaining at times. We got the dogs. I was good with that. As far as so bad, it's good. The only movie that I think might contest it is Dead or Alive. That movie sucked. That movie sucked, (laughs) but it was so, so, so good because it was bad. I believe Kevin Nash was in that one. So if anybody's (laughs) a fan of of Big Daddy Cool, he was in that movie too. (laughs) You can go catch him in this. So I'm glad you mentioned Resident Evil because my my fun facts tied to Mortal Kombat is that we're getting a sequel currently slotted for January 15th, 2021. It's produced by James Wan. So if you love The Conjuring, if you loved all things horror, who knows what he's going to do to put a spin on this. And the director, this movie kicked off his career, Paul W.S. Anderson. Guess what he made after this? Resident Evil. Yeah. Resident Evil, all of the Resident Evil movies, Punk A. So he, he's like the go-to guy for this kind of disorder. So I love everything about that. That's it. Well, I mean, your pick was, I'm going to try to do my number one, but like that pick was great. So It was thanks great. For, thanks for overshadowing anything I come up with. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I'm gonna try anyways. My number one is is still in the horror movie genre. It is a series. I don't know if you can call two movies a series. It's it's kind of a series. But my number one has to be the Unfriended series. I love everything about those. Like it's it's one of those series that I don't think a lot of people have even seen. Like, Correct. And I I get it. 
I get why you wouldn't see it. It doesn't sound appealing at all. Um, right now, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 61. Audience score, 37. And the second movie, <laughs> not much better, 38. People did Ooh. not like these movies. But as far as I'm concerned, there was so much good thinking and good planning of this movie for those of you who don't know it's basically a bunch of friends get online to have you know a game night have a chat over uh, what was it instant messenger skype whatever it was back then so they get online and do that in each movie there's always somebody who adds themselves to the chat that they don't know that over time starts to make them do various things and they end up, you know, either getting attacked, uh, killing themselves, things of that sort. And then the people just watch as their friends just end up leaving the chat due to being dead. Like they, and they don't know what's going on. Right. It is such right. an interesting premise, but I will say the reason, like I've always loved the second one. This is the first, I watched the first one maybe a couple months back, but the reason I love the first one is because there's a point where they start playing um, Never Have I Ever. And it's five of them there. They put up, if you haven't played, it's five fingers. Somebody says, never have I ever. And then you put a finger down every time you've done that thing. But basically it's when you get to zero, you die is what it is. Mm -hmm. So this person was just like throwing mm -hmm. things out there that he knew that they did. And it was just, it was the tensest thing. They started turning on each other. It was a masterpiece. The ending was trash. I don't think they could figure out the ending. It was just like a jump scare, but loved everything about that. If you've not checked it out, just because of the concept itself, I highly recommend it. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, I've never seen it. I, I don't know it. if I'll. I don't know if I'll ever watch it. You should. I, I, it just doesn't interest me. But so I, that's why I can't really combat your pick too much. Nice, unopposed. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I run unopposed. Running unopposed. Mm -hmm. I think I think I walked into Anthony's place while you guys were watching it one time, and I I came like halfway through the movie and I was like I have no idea what's going on and I'm very disinterested, so I <laughs> so I tuned out, but I came for the company. And you're a fool for not tuning in. Let me tell you right now, <laughs> Unfriended Dark Web is single-handedly one of the best horror movies I've seen in the last two, three years. So you, right? you were so, so right good. about that. It takes the same, um, what was that other movie? Um, oh, um, the, the Lost or uh, something where the, the daughter was gone and they- The daughter yeah. was missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, and John, John Cho, Cho with John yeah. Chosen. Yes, uh, yeah. I don't and remember the name, but it was great. But like anything in that like conceptual area where they just use what you would normally see in what we're doing right now, video conferencing software, um, like find my iPhone, like all that stuff that we currently use to, to engage with each other socially and keep track of your friends and your loved ones, turning it around and seeing how that would be used against you. I thought it was brilliant. It's like one of the coolest new things in, in, the, in the, the horror genre. And I think that movie, the second movie, the sequel did it exceptionally well. It was so um, good. I totally understand why people would think it's garbage. Like some of the oh, characters yeah. were beyond annoying, but <laughs> was, the story, was the story not enough to keep me watching? It was, it kept me sitting in my seat. I've never seen the first one, but I have no complaints about the, the series and it's anything like the second. So. Dude, the, the next time I come to your place, we're going to watch the first the, the first Unfriended. I think you'll love it just for that never have I ever seen. it Because yeah. it starts yeah. off slow, but it gets so, it's like the back 40 minutes. It's the game. It gets so tense, yeah. and it's fantastic. 
Well, the other part, the other part of it that I assume is in the first one as well is they start with like multiple characters and multiple windows, but as they get picked off, you just have like offline status, and it's very much like a. And then there was four, and then there was three. Yeah, like Agatha Christie element to it. it was exactly, very- and then they're like, "Well, we don't. What happened to this person?" And then you'll get like an EXE file that just opens up and just shows you a video of what happened, and they're like, "Oh my god, dude, it's so good." It's so good. So good. Well, That's you know, crazy. We, well, thank you for indulging me, but uh, we have a couple more minutes left. But before we end, let's uh, let's throw it to our honorable mentions. Do we have anything that we wanted to add to the list that just yeah. didn't fit on three? What we got? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'll give you guys three honorable mentions. I would love to see if you can disagree with. Number okay. one, Devil's Advocate, starring Keanu Reeves. Weird. It, I haven't seen it. it just <laughs> That's came to Netflix. Weird it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. A guy moves to New York to work for a law firm only to find out that his boss, the like head partner, is Satan. And he basically <laughs> <laughs> and the stuff, the work that he does for him, he slowly starts to get more and more corrupted by by this law firm. And then the, the climax of it is learning, oh, I'm working for the devil. And <laughs> really bizarre movie conceptually you, you, you're like what am I watching but Al Pacino hoo-ah <laughs> I hope that's it. a climax where he gets to the end and he's just like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly working for the devil and then it <laughs> yeah. but while he's like filing stuff like oh he's saved um, then you've got face off yeah mm-hmm. fair yeah that's fair Love I'm gonna it. take your face off gonna watch it if it's on TV gonna watch it uh, and Armageddon I don't think Armageddon's a particularly good movie. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's so entertaining, though. It's so it's entertaining. entertaining. Right? Yeah. Fair. Will I, I always watch it when it's on TV? Absolutely, I will. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it's as close as I got to my, my disaster porn movie picks, which uh, would have included The Day After Tomorrow in 2012, which I right. so. San Andreas is the best disaster movie. It is surprisingly good. It is. Was was that 2016 San Andreas? I don't remember when it came out, but it was like recent. It was like it was recent. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2016. I think it was 2016. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. how could I not? Right. Um, all right, so my honorable mentions go to three movies. Uh, Starship Troopers, because mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. Starship Troopers is just a very entertaining movie. Plus, within like the first four minutes, you see a boob, which is kind of <laughs> That's why you go and see his movies, everybody. He's looking for boobs. He gave us back NPH as well, right? Yeah. We hadn't seen yeah. him in a long time yeah. until that movie. Yeah. The reemergence of Neil Patrick Harris, mm-hmm. who... Mm-hmm all of a sudden went through a career revitalization afterwards. So good on you, NPH. Uh, it also goes to Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which is a hugely underrated movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Flick. Nice. Yep. Never seen it. And, Oh, it's fantastic. You've never Bro, seen Scott yeah. Pilgrim? Never seen you're, it. Wait, you're a pretty so big gamer. Good. You're a big gamer. You should, yeah, you'd love it. Uh, that's okay. another movie we're putting Dude, on the list for like, so when I come good. over, we watching that. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, uh, Hook. I love the movie. <laughs> oh my god, I love Hook. Yeah, okay. Oh Hook. man. Yeah, that's a movie I didn't even think of, but yeah, Hook is great. Hook is a fantastic, fantastic movie. Robin Williams and uh, and my boy Rufio, the first like Yo, Filipino ever, ever seen on TV or on, uh, on the silver <laughs> screen. Man, love me some Rufio. <laughs> the man Rufio. Yeah. <laughs> Lost Boys! Alan dyed his hair red that year. Just <laughs> 
Fox you are, too. You are the pan. <laughs> AP, what do you got for your uh, honorable mentions? So my honorable mentions, I just got two. And the first one, Horror Again, Saw, the Saw series. Yep. I just, yep. I like them. I don't think the, st- the, the stories are good because they're not. The second one was, pro- second one was probably, the one. yeah, the most interesting plot. There was, it was that shot where the, like the big dude picked up the woman to throw it in like the pit of needles. The pit of needles! And they showed, like, like the shot was from top down. So you got to see how high she was and how low the needles were. I was like, oh no! Just gets chucked. Love that movie. I couldn't. I screamed. Oh, I was couldn't watch it. Because she landed in it and she just screamed as she kept yeah. crawl, crawling through it. Just like oh move around God. it. It was just wasn't good. And then it was like, so that movie I loved. And then the series as a whole isn't great, but I do enjoy the traps. And I don't know if that makes me a psychopath, but I just like, I'm just interested to be like, oh, like, what did they come up with this time? So yeah, whatever. I need help. Who cares? This is such a weird <laughs> revelation because there are so many movies that you picked and listed that are all horror and killing based. And then yeah. the first movie that you listed was Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I didn't realize until this list how much I liked horror movies. Apparently, I just really like them. Like I really like horror movies. And then my my last my last pick. Uh, a little bit left, just going kind of back to the feeling of my first pick, uh, is 13 Going on 30. Honestly, <laughs> one of my favorite movies. I think it's great. It's a charming story. Jennifer Garner is super charming <laughs> in that movie. I smile every time I see it. I friggin' love that movie. <laughs> Those are my honorable matches. What a weird, weird episode. This guy said 13 Going on 30. Like, mere seconds after he said Pit of Needles. <laughs> yeah, 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 same breath. I don't know, man. Like, my my life is all over the place, bro. <laughs> but it's what. But thirteen going on thirty is one of those movies. Like when I'm like when I'm just chilling out, you flipping through channels. Like say if I'm chilling with moms, and we're flipping through channels. She likes watching the W Network. That's her thing. Fine, whatever. But 13 going on 30, they play constantly. So when that's on, I walk by, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll watch this. Yeah, I'll sit here. I'll watch this movie. Watch Jennifer Garner trying to live life as an adult, but acting as though she's still 13. And I was like, that is very interesting to watch. It's charming and lighthearted. Lighthearted Mark movie. Mark Ruffalo's name in that movie is Matt Flamhaff. <laughs> That's just lazy writing. <laughs> That's just horrible. A real name just would have, just call him Ruffalo. Matt <laughs> Flamhaff is one of the worst names I've ever seen in cinema. Do you know it was just a placeholder name? They're like, go call him Matt Flamhaff, we'll change it later. And they just never did. Flam-half. How did this get approved? How did this? Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys for indulging me and in running through this. Thank you to everyone out there who decided to listen to us today. If you have guilty pleasure movies, you'll send them along, man. Hit us up on the social. Yeah, we want to hear about it. Let us know what you like. Maybe we'll do a commenters edition sometime soon, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. So from all of us to all of you, thanks for listening. Have a good week, and we'll catch you next week, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. out. The Braintrust Podcast is hosted by Alan, Anthony, and AP, three best friends with a penchant for arguing about the inane. Our theme music, production, and mixing is all handled by the very talented AP. Want to continue the argument online? 
Have a countdown you think we should tackle next? Hit us up at the Brain Trust Podcast on Instagram or the underscore BT Podcast on Twitter. See you next week.